But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather the elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn this lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, neither neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And when I say to you, I say to all, Dying, Christ destroyed our death. Rising, Christ restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Each morning as I take my daughter out to the bus, I have the opportunity to watch the sunrise. You see, we walk down our driveway to the street and the sun is not yet up. It's quiet, so quiet, except for the cars passing by. But as she gets onto the bus, we start to notice just above the trees here, orange and blue sort of just coming into our world. And as soon as we see the sunrise kind of coming up, I start to notice the birds waking up, singing their songs. I start to see the world coming alive. This is one way to think about the return of Jesus. Because in a real sense, we may be alive, but to a certain extent, it sometimes feels like we are not living. We long and look forward to the return of Jesus because it is this moment where it just seems like the world will finally come alive. Like we will finally come alive. The Advent season is the period before Christmas that focuses on the promise that Jesus will come again. In the same way that Mary, the shepherds, Joseph, the other characters in that first Christmas welcomed Jesus at Jesus' first arrival, 
Advent is the time when we intentionally wait and hope for Jesus' return so that we can welcome Jesus and the restoration of all things at his return. Advent comes from a Latin word, which is Adventus, which simply means coming. And during Advent, this period before Christmas, we recognize that there is a tension in the Christian life, which is that as much as we are an Easter people, who are rejoicing and celebrating because Jesus defeated death in the resurrection, we also recognize that we are awaiting people. We are waiting for the fulfillment of a promise. It may take some thinking, but Jesus' return, this description of the final days that I read from in Mark 13, is a good thing and something we must train ourselves to desire and want. And I think it's because the Lordship of Jesus, Jesus being on the throne of heaven and earth, Jesus being on the throne of each individual heart, is a good thing. We know that when Jesus is the king of our lives, we are called to make personal sacrifices. And often, those sacrifices hurt. We also know that the things that Jesus asks us to give up and that new pattern of love and grace that Jesus calls us into ends up benefiting us. In a way, we are like children. We need boundaries and discipline, not because we are expected to be well-behaved necessarily, but because God, through the cross, through the Spirit and grace, is working to reconstruct our lives from the ashes. An example of Jesus' Lordship being a good thing for each of us on an individual level is prayer. At first, prayer might feel like an absolute chore. As you go into those early days of prayer in your walk with God, your mind and your body probably entered that moment kicking and screaming. But prayer, over time, becomes this life-giving, energizing, healing moment because in it we encounter the power and presence of Jesus. At first, prayer doesn't seem like it will benefit us, but as we journey along, as we continue in it, we learn to appreciate and understand it more fully. And once we get into a healthier or holier habit, we begin to want prayer and desire prayer because we know we need it. Thinking about these individual benefits from Jesus being the king of our lives will only be amplified and extended in Jesus' return. All willing creation will celebrate with happiness and joy because at Jesus' return, we will no longer be fighting with ourselves or others. We can live full, balanced lives. No rushing, no fear, no worry. Peace, comfort, and joy, love will reign. We will likely spend forever bursting at the seams because each day will be that experience of what deep down we wanted. 
before Jesus's return. You can see how this is a good thing. If you read Mark chapter 13, which is what I read from at the beginning of this episode, much of it sounds terrible, if we're honest. But if we consider it along with the state of the world, we can see that it is a good and necessary thing. This is not something to be afraid of, necessarily, but something to hope for. At the beginning of Mark 13, Jesus is having a private conversation with James and John about the cataclysmic future events surrounding Jesus' return. This conversation takes place because Jesus was doing all of this teaching within the temple, and just as Jesus and the disciples are walking out of the temple, one of the disciples comments about how marvelous the stones of the temple are. Remember, the disciples were likely not the most religious people before following Jesus. They were simple, working-class individuals, likely just trying to make ends meet. They didn't have a lot of free time to be regularly in places of worship. They probably didn't spend too much time in the temple. But as they are there with Jesus and as they walk out of the temple, they just notice how magnificent it is. Maybe you've had one of these moments when you've walked into a beautiful sanctuary. You just say, wow, this is amazing. To the disciples, this experience of being in the temple was like nothing else. But as that disciple makes that comment, Jesus tells them that all of the stones will be thrown down and the temple and all those fancy houses nearby will all crumble. Jesus even says in verse 19, For in those days there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of creation and will never be. In Mark 13, Jesus speaks about a lot of awful things, war, famine, family dysfunction. But in contrast, Jesus also presents a situation in which Jesus likens himself to an estate owner who goes on a journey. This estate has employees and a doorkeeper. This doorkeeper is told to keep awake, to be ready because, as Jesus says, you do not know when the master of the house will come. And so the instruction that Jesus gives at the very end of our passage is this, stay awake, remain watchful. In 1968, just a few days after Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination in Memphis, Howard Thurman, who was a major influence on King, held a service to remember King and his contributions. I'll put the whole recording in the show notes because so much of what Thurman says is incredibly insightful. But one thing that he says I think applies well to our theme of this episode thinking about Advent in general. Thurman says this, King was killed in one sense because mankind is not human yet. May he live because all of us in America are closer to becoming human than we ever were 
before. Numerous people have welcomed the sunrise of Jesus into their lives. They haven't waited for some day in the future, but they welcomed Jesus now, today. They moved off their throne and said, Jesus, take this throne. This is yours. Our world may not be human yet, but each one of us can allow the sunrise of Jesus to shine in and through us. May we be part of that return of Jesus that calls the world to come alive. Come alive. Live. Come alive.